Welcome to episode number 47. I'm your host, Alpha Mike. On this episode, my friends, Johnny, Monkey, Hendrix, G. Mark, and Miller. These friends have given me an addiction, and I don't know how to get out of it. And guess what? There's 25% of my buddies that are in the same shape I am on the next El Police Radio. Episode number 47. 47, my friends. Man, I gave you a list of names. I can add on to that as well. With Jack and Jose and, and some more. Throughout my career in law enforcement, I have seen a whole lot. And in doing research for this episode, I've discovered a whopping 25% have this problem. What are we referencing and getting at? Well, it's just a little problem. It's nothing big. It'll go away. It's just a phase I'm going through, which is alcoholism. But is it really? We're going to look at, we're going to dive into that subject. And it's a, it's a subject that's a, a, a little bit more personal in the law enforcement realm because uh, what what happens in that realm should stay in that realm, and talking about it is taboo, but that's the way it is. But before we get into that, we're going to talk about some real important and exciting news that I've got about what's going on with El Police Radio. As I alluded to on our last episode, um, I talked about uh, the replacement of uh, El Police Radio, that we have changed the name. We have come up with uh, different logos, and and the reason we're kind of doing this has been sent out in a blog news uh, release, and I just want to touch on, on that basis. I also want to talk about the new format, kind of getting you ready for that new format and how it's going to work out, and I think it's going to be exciting. At least I know it's going to be exciting, and I actually think we're going to be a little bit more engaged as listeners. So if you guys are listening to the show, you'll be a lot more engaged. The El Police Radio is a concept uh, that I said in the news release when we sent it out, that the original podcast was done in 2007, September of 2007 to be exact. And at that time it was called the Latino Police Radio. That's what it was the original name. And we ran that all the way up to 2015. So we had a lot of years under our belts with that, almost eight years, 150 shows. And somewhere towards the end, we tweaked the name and we got away from Latino Police Radio and we came up with L Police Radio. L being a little... Uh, chip off uh, the block, as, for lack of a better of a term, on uh, Hispanic or Spanish, you say el, el, de, el carro, el policia, whatever. So we came up with L, L, just a letter L, which could be 
translated to E-L in Spanish, which is El. So there's where the name originates from. I believe we did, I can't really tell you specifically because I haven't researched it, but maybe 20, 30 shows at the end of El Poli, uh, Latino Police Radio into El Police Radio. And then the, the show kind of um, started dissipating it. We were doing it off uh, blog talk radio. It did not have the sophistication that it does now on microphones and different uh, amplifiers and computer systems and software. It was um, the, the uh, blog talk radio itself did all that. All you had to do was call into blog talk radio and then you were broadcasting. So the sound quality is corny, and uh, therefore the show is kind of corny. I, th- I believe they started you off with a free three hours, then it turned into a free one hour, and then it, it ended up being a free 30 minutes. And uh, then they threw in commercial spots and all this other stuff later on. But the difference is that the content belonged to Blog Talk Radio. Today, podcasters own their own um, content, and uh, therefore they have uh, intellectual properties to that, and they can send it out and beam it out to who they want to. And that's why we are encouraged about what we have here. But now we're going to rewind the tape a little bit and why we did it. And, and we, did that, we did that because primarily it was... It was at the time of an 07, 08. Um, podcasting was relatively new. It actually started in, I believe, 04, if I uh, remember my research with Apple, 03, 04, and started taking off from there. And as a result, we got in early. A lot of people did not know how to podcast. And Blog Talk Radio was that free medium. I kind of stumbled across Blog Talk Radio accidentally, uh, surfing the net somehow. I ended up on on that website, and I listened to several shows, and I said, well, if they can do it, I can do this. And I dived into it. And to my surprise, uh, as I mentioned in in our first episode here, uh, sometime in 2016, uh, end of 2016, I had already uh, retired, and I somehow logged into Blog Talk Radio, and out of curiosity, I wanted to see, you know, where did we leave off as far as downloads and stuff like that? And uh, to my, you know, astonishment, I noticed that uh, one show had over 60,000 downloads. So uh, the number was kind of huge uh, in the 80 or 90,000 uh, downloads in, in all those years. I understand that today there are podcasts that do a million, two million downloads, and they've only been on for a couple years. And it's, it's not necessarily about downloads. It's not about audience size. It's about content. That's, how I believe, how podcast works. But it was, it was astonishing to me that people would listen to this. But as I said, a Block Talk Radio had the content. It was theirs. So they were getting uh, the advertisement and making the money and doing whatever they were doing with it. With that and with my show and uh, with hundreds of others. So it came and occurred to me uh, at that time, well, I could, you know, I'm going to retire now. I can do that. I can sit back and I can kind of kick back and, and do this. And as a result, I'm enjoying it. And uh, this is uh, episode uh, 47. We've been doing very good. But unfortunately, the flavor of the day, politically, and culturally is not police supportive. Um, Police have turned into a four-letter word, and it's not something that you can gravitate to very easily on podcasting. If you go to uh, any outlet of podcasting, iTunes, Stitcher, Google, uh, you will notice that 
you're probably your top 10 podcast on that network or that uh, format is uh, all left uh, dealing with leftist uh, agendas. Um, and, uh, you know, more power to them if they're, uh, you know, one, two, three, and four, five, and all the way down, uh, and they're, all, you know, they're the top contenders. But it's a tough market. Podcasting now is uh, where business is headed to also. They want to control their content. So there's a lot of businesses where you'll see they have a little podcast show going. And for some reason, I got into this earlier, 07, and I had 150 shows under my belt. So I feel comfortable. But the police stigma was very difficult uh, to come by. Since we started in September of last year, we noticed that uh, analytics for this show were ups and downs and there's a lot of times that if there was negativity about police culture, let's say in the media, then uh, we dropped uh, dramatically. There are other podcasts out there that deal with police abuse and all that. You should see their ratings. You should see it right through the freaking roof. All the commies are out there listening to that nonsense. And that's what makes our blood flow to continue this microphone going. Not only for that, but we also do it for mentoring to those that want to get into law enforcement and they are wondering what the culture is like. We can discuss that. So we head towards now the future and we came up with our new name, Raider Cop Nation. We've come up with a color design, with a logo design. We love the analytics that came up on that. It combines uh, myself and Mike Sierra uh, professions together, which is, for me, law enforcement, for him, military, as specifically the Marine Corps. And we kind of can gel uh, on the microphone about both societies in today's society. So we came up with a Raider Cop Nation um, we're enthusiastic about it. We also came up with a panel of five. And our panel, and you can go to lpoliceradio.com and you can look up the panel and it'll show you who they are. <clears throat> Some of their bios are still pending. But what you can uh, determine uh, from the panel is that there's going to be regular guests that come on, on our program. Now, in the beginning, when we started this program, this podcast, this specific one we're talking about, El Police Radio, I might have interviewed three, four, five guests. And I started to get away from it because although all the guests that I had on earlier, we were encouraged about them. I was really enthusiastic. A lot of them were my friends. But I said, I don't want to have a cheerleading podcast. And what I mean by that is if I bring on, let's say the Los Angeles Police Department, the representative of that agency is going to tell me, shoot, shum, bang, everything in our department's great. And the world is a wonderful place. And I just play along with it. So we wanted to talk more in the subject. Now, of course, if I do a show about a specific subject and I call a specific agency, I'm going to get the same uh, tune. They're going to basically tell me how wonderful everything is on that subject and their agency is doing an outstanding job. So we came up with the panel. And the panel, a lot of them are experts in their field or they've been around in their fields for a long time. So we'll, we'll leave you to research the panel on your own. They will start coming on um, pro after or the first show, September 12th, excuse me. They will start coming on a show. It is by invitation. They choose to come in or opt out of the show depending on their own schedules. And there's a process of how we 
we go about the interview process for them. But I think you're going to get a lot of uh, multiple opinions, and it will be something um, that will be a little bit more enjoyable. And uh, so I'm looking forward to it. We also have uh, been co-hosting Leatherneck 7 again with, with the host of that show, Mike Sierra. Glad to see him back on the saddle, and he'll be coming on here too. We're kind of like finishing what we have left for August. My next show is episode 48, and it's Jake, specifically about my, my buddy of uh, over 27, 28 years, and he recently passed away. So obviously there's only one person that could talk on that subject, and that's me. And then we'll conclude what we have left for August, and that'll bring us into Raider Cop Nation. And then uh, myself and Mike Sierra will be uh, permanent. I'll be uh, on his show. He'll be on mine. And um, it, it, it's going to uh, really be an exciting time, an exciting journey for us. Now, what you're going to get are a lot of topics. And uh, currently on El Police Radio, if you you know Google that, Google Leo, Google Leo, ElPoliceRadio.com, it will work probably until sometime mid-September. And then it's going to transfer to Radio copnation.com just like that raider r-a-i-d-e-r cop c-o-p nation and all one word it's all one word dot com and once you plug that in it's going to bring you back to the original page that we have we're just uh, changing the domain name from L Police to uh, Raider Cop Nation and uh, so we got a lot of work to do. We got a lot of work ahead of us. And um, we have a lot of topics. So on our topics, you can go to upcoming shows and you're going to see them. We, we've plugged them in. I believe we're up to February, end of February of 2019. And we're plugging them along. And besides each show, there will be some initials. And that's kind of who we have earmarked as a guest from the panel. But remember, all panel members are invited at any time. And they can come on in. So I'm looking forward to it. And uh, we have a lot of shows that are going to be talking about weaponry, shootings, uh, the gun industry, basically. That is the number one equipment that officers use. So we will be talking a lot about that. We're also transitioning into a company that we're creating. It's called O9, the letter O in the number nine, TG, as in training group. And you can go to that website, O9TG.com. And we're going to start doing a lot of uh, firearms training and so forth. It's, it's, it's a time to get these things done. Our level of experience is there. Our knowledge that we have is there. And to shelf it and not use it would be almost a crime. So we're going to unshelf it, dust it off, and put it to good use for the general public. So law-abiding citizens that are looking for some beginning training, intermediate training, or advanced training, we are developing those curriculums, and we're looking forward to that. So there's a lot to talk about. Now, what did I say on my first episode? I basically gave a very bland, generic introduction of who I am, and I remember saying, you will meet me as the episodes go down the road. Oh, you're getting to know me. And one of the things that I love to do is I love to build. I believe if you don't grow as a person, you stay a midget. And somebody told me that it's not politically correct to say midget. So you stay a midget and you want to grow. You do not want to stay little. And this is about that growth. I see the opportunity where we can broadcast on 
of the podcast. We can hook that up to YouTube. We can put film to voice, and we can teach the methods that we are giving out in curriculum for the betterment of society. We're mentoring, we're teaching, and we're looking forward to all those things that are coming in the future. Now, I know there's going to be plenty and plenty of uh, naysayers. There are going to be plenty of people out there that are going to be talking plenty of you-know-what. But as they talk, we do. So keep on talking. Life is about action. It's about what you can offer society. And sitting and doing nothing and bad-mouthing everybody is not very productive to that society. We're not only putting it to voice, we're putting it to film, and we're putting it to action. And that says a lot. I, I want to publicly thank everybody, especially my co-host, uh, Mike Sierra, that has had these roller coaster issues up and down in his personal life, and he is more motivated than ever, and that has encouraged me so much. It is incredible, and I'm glad to have him as the co-host. I'm glad to be co-hosting on his a podcast as well, and together we're going to tackle this, and we're we're going to tackle the O9 training group as well. On the O9 training group, I'm bringing up my old former partner, better known as Baldy Scaldy. That's what we'll call him, Baldy Scaldy. Of course, he has a name on the panel. He is. We're going to be calling him the Fixer, the Fixer. Those that know him know exactly what I'm talking about. So he's going to be on the 09 training group. He's also going to be on the panel. And we're encouraged. Every one of those people on the panel said, whatever you need. There was nobody that said, well, you know, my schedule, okay. And my, a personal thank you to each and every one of them. I know life is, time is precious. I'm not, I'm not naive. And but because of their friendship, they offer their time in service, and uh, I appreciate that. But one of the things that I will do, be prepared for it, I'm here to show who the panel is. Not really their identity, because we don't do that here, but their knowledge, their skill levels, they, the level of experience that they have. I want to accent that, and I want you, the listener, to hear it because it is going to be powerful stuff. I didn't put a bunch of clowns together for you. I got some pretty good people. There are also some others lined up in the panel. Um, I believe I'm up to another additional two names, and uh, not that I'm waiting for them to come on. We might reach out to them six, nine months from now. And the only reason not that has any reflection to do with the current panel, they are outstanding individuals, but it's where the shows are going to be going. They're going to be going to a different direction. So those people that get clicked in is because they're subject matter experts in where and the direction we're going. So I've talked a whole hell of a lot. On our Facebook page, on our Twitter page, Twitter, L Police Radio Twitter, which the handle is uh, small L police radio. The P is capital. The R is capital. One letter L police radio. And that's our handle on Twitter. That will, it's not, we're not going to delete it, but that's going to start going towards the side at the end of this month. And we're going to be on a new handle, which is, uh, the at sign nation. And the N is capital and cop C O P. And the C is capital. If, 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 I don't even know if the capital means anything, but as I'm looking at it, I'm telling you what it looks like. So Nation Cop, Cop and uh, Twitter themselves, they do their own uh, IDs. You, you don't do your own. They, they kind of do it for you. But that's going to be the Raider Cop Nation. And on there we have our uh, two 
uh, logos. Now, uh, for the last couple of days, we've punched out maybe about six or seven logos, but we are down to two. We have done a gazillion, gazillion, gazillion pages of research on what attracts the eye, what attracts the mind, and all this other stuff. And uh, a lot of Twilight Zone stuff. And we've come up with uh, color coordination, name, icon, simplicity, uh, icon, nothing complicated, and so forth. We've got two of them, and we've been asking which one do you like, but we've already decided uh, way before we did that post, we are running with both those icons. So it's, it's a wonderful time. I'm looking forward to it. And most important, I'm really, really looking forward to diving in back into the training outlet. Putting words to action is definitely something that I am looking for. Now, you might be wondering, with 25 minutes into the podcast, where the hell is the El Police Radio News? Well, one of the changes that we're doing on the format, we're not going to be doing that uh, news article anymore. And mostly, the reason for it is because, you know, these podcasts are recorded in, in time. So you might come back a year, two years later and and listen to it and the news will be a little bit dated and so forth. Uh, we always used the news clippings that we were using to expand and talk about what occurred so it could be used for general knowledge. So it had a purpose. But we're going to move away from that and we're going to, you know, because we got a lot of panelists, we got co-hosts, we got a lot of things going on now. So basically, we're going to be doing the opening act. I'm going to, just like we're doing it now, I'm going to kind of tell you what the episode's about. Myself and uh, Mike Sierra are going to come on and, and shoot the breeze a little bit about what the topic is. And then we're going to start introducing the panelists. They're going to be coming on. Now, we're not going to have the panelists uh, on every show. Like, let's say we got three or four of them. We're not going to have three or four of them on at the same time all talking at the same time, yelling at each other like if we're on CNN News. We're, we're going to try to get them in kind of individually based on their time schedules. So that's how we work it. And we will be um, kind of talking to them about that specific subject because they're, they're the invited guests, and that's how that's going to work. And um, I'm looking forward to it. I, I really am. I am looking forward to it. But today I want to talk about my friends. And I gave you a list of whom all my friends are. Boy, and I can tell you that those friends I have met, I have dealt with, I have seen the ugly side of all of them. Who did I say my friends are? Johnny, Monkey, Hendrix, Gene Mark, Miller. You can add Jose to it. You can add Johnny to it. You can keep on adding to it. Alcoholism has attacked the law enforcement industry, and there is no need to say, well, maybe 30, 40 years ago it was a lot worse than it is today. Well, maybe it was, but that's not the purpose The of the show. The purpose of the show is to say that it exists. Alcoholism is, is no stranger. It doesn't discriminate against any uh, profession, you, you know, it's not to say that there's, there's not other professions out there that don't have a similar problem. Why, of course, through your own intellect, you can tell it is not a good thing in law enforcement. It's because of the duties that a law enforcement officer carries, and they might be under that influence. But a lot of the drinking has to do with a lot of the problems, not only the problems that they have in their personal life, but also that they have in their professional life of what they're looking at on a daily basis. That emptiness, that void is filled in with, in a watering hole using alcoholic substances. It starts off gradual, it's controllable, it's only one drink, and before you know it, you're looking a little crazy, and multiple drinks are involved. Your professionalism is dropped. Your attendance level has gone 
a little bit to the downside. Your appearance level as far as being in uniform has dropped dramatically. You don't care as much. And we're not even going to start to get into your personal life, which is totally downhill at this point. So it is something that needs to be dealt with. But a lot of agencies, they have had programs where you kind of check yourself in, no questions asked, that kind of thing, through your own personal insurance. That's always the route to go to, by the way. I want to make that clear. If you're listening to me and you're a law enforcement officer, you have your own insurance. You can get seek counseling for that addiction, and it is confidential between you and that psychologist or psychiatrist that you, you work with. And you don't have to involve the agency. The agency gets involved in that last second thing. It's so embarrassing that it becomes public. And so it's never a good thing because you have a lot of people making the denial statement. One of the first individuals that are basically denying that there's any problem is the alcoholic themselves. I can control what I'm doing. It is not hurting anybody. What is the big deal? And then those people that have to work with that individual. You have two. Those that will refuse to do anything and act like it's non-existent in their life. Okay, this person can smell like a brewery and then they can totally deny it in front of all the other squad members by saying, Really? I didn't smell anything. Okay, and they're in law enforcement. And then the other ones that lend a blind eye, a deaf ear, and they basically go around knowing what's going on, but hey, I'm minding my own business. I'm not a snitch. I'm not going out like that. And so forth and so forth and so forth. So we're going to dive into that. I'm going to bring up two stories that I want to read. First one is our first outlet where they were looking at is basically talks about alcoholism in law enforcement is and one report at a 25% level, why alcohol can be dangerous for police officers. And the article came out in 2015, July of, uh, excuse me, 2016. And it, it basically alludes to statistics vary, but one report states as many as 25% of Leos in the U.S. have issues with alcohol. Now, let's take a look, just examine that for a second. One report says up to 25%. Now, you do understand, in order to get a little bit of a percentage point, you need somebody to raise their hand. You do realize that. That's how, that's how we know how many alcoholics are in the room. Now, for you, the listener, let me kind of sum this up a little bit. I remember as far back as maybe President Clinton's, so what am I going, I'm going way back there, right? I'm in the 90s. And I remember him saying illegal immigration was at 11 million. And today I put on the boob tube and guess what I hear? That illegal immigration is at 11 million. You actually believe that? You don't think the number moved up? It hasn't, the dial hasn't moved an inch. Are you that naive? Of course it's moved up. Now, alcoholism at 25, this is, these are people that have had some type of history, admitted to it, incidents, whatever the factor is. If this report is somewhat in that ballpark area, that's mind-boggling. The amount of officers that we're talking about. Now, there might be some out there that say, no, no, well, I've never seen that in my agency. Okay, well, keep looking. You'll find it eventually. But it's there, and it needs to be dealt with. Let me share with you, before I get to the next story, I want to, in, in my career, when I was with Miami-Dade, I had 
uh, 27-year career. And towards the end of my career, I would say, for two and a half years, I was an acting Jack. Um, don't don't try to fill in the, the the Jack part. That's a military term, by the way, which is the corporal. And I was a supervisor to X amount of training officers, approximately sixteen to be to to come with that actual figure. And I had duties that I had to do the scheduling of where they would work and where they would be. Um, there were some minor payroll uh, details that I had as well. I had the ability to approve days off and and so forth, or rearrange schedules. And I, you know, I did the best of my ability, and I did it for uh, con- consecutively for two and a half years. Of course, you had to be appointed to that by a commanding officer. It was through a memo, went through the chain of command to the entire department through payroll, so you got paid for it, and so forth. It's just not, um, you know, hanging out with a crayon and a cardboard box. And during those that era, we had issues. We and 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 any profession there are issues. And one of them I had to deal with was exactly the topic that we're talking about here. And I've always left any 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 story that I tell, I never give first and last name and badge numbers, and here's their social security and their address. We don't do that on this show. We It's a one-namer, okay? And uh, sometimes we even uh, uh, go to forensic alphabet to identify who they are. Look at the panel. That'll tell you everything. And, but we do it specifically for a reason, because on this podcast, there are no limits. And if you've ever heard of Leatherneck 7, that'll tell you, okay? The F-bombs fly every once in a while. I specifically don't do that. But I'm not barring anybody that comes on here from doing it. We're not about um, suppressing anybody's speech. So getting back to the story, there was one individual that we played Ring Around the Rosie uh, several times with this issue. And uh, I remember once we were having a conference and uh, the individuals was three sheets to the wind. And we were confined in a little conference room. There might have been 40 of us, and the conference room was kind of built for maybe 25. So imagine that. And everybody that was around him, they didn't have supervisory abilities over him. They were of the same rank, in other words. They all played dumb. But... uh, at that time, in that specific incident I'm talking about now, I wasn't in that capacity as a supervisor. He staggers out on, on a break, and he goes by the XO. And the XO picked it up, and the ball started rolling. So that was the first wee-wee test. And... Uh, we later have various other incidents, same subject, same individual. I don't want to call him a subject, sorry. My apologies. This is a dear friend, by the way. And there was one incident where he calls a supervisor to say he's not coming into work. And the supervisor said, that's fantastic. Thanks for the call. But there's only one problem. You're off today. And then he goes, oh, I'm sorry, I'm delirious. And the source speech and everything else on the phone prompted the supervisor to activate in, uh, where he lived, 911, and get rescue over there and so forth. And then we had to respond. And I found the individual in the, partly to the side of the road in... Delirious tremors. If you know what DTs is, it's when kind of have like an alcohol withdrawal. You're imagining things and you're picking at objects that are not there. That's what he was doing in the middle of the street. 
sad. And we had uh, another issue that my captain at the time uh, says, hey, look, I just got a call from the chief. So-and-so was in the parking lot, in the parking garage. The chief was walking by, and he uh, hugs the chief, and uh, they said they smell alcohol uh, on him, and they wanted him tested like yesterday, and I got the cookie. So we had to drive him to, to the uh, wee-wee tester, and uh, I got the sergeant to go along, and it wasn't a pretty sight. And we kept on having the same revolving door. To make the long story short, there was never any hard facts put on paper. Everything was to protect the individual. And there's nothing wrong with that. But there was many times that there were liabilities. Let me give you an example. Although we were assigned to the training section and this specific individual was assigned to a desk, there were times that they were said, send so-and-so and give him a, 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 a car. I thought so. See the dead of silence there for a second? And it was just the, 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 the thought would just cross my head, this individual driving down the road, three sheets to the wind and get smashed into another vehicle. Next thing you know, all of us are splattered on eyewitness news. It didn't happen, and I'm grateful that it didn't happen. And I love the individual dearly, and we all had personal one-on-one sit-downs with this individual and begged him to seek help. The saddest thing that I ever saw in my life, we had a, a seminar, a conference, where you had to do your own presentation, we had some subject matter experts that were going to critique you on your development of that material and how you presented it. And he came up with his own personal story. And his presentation starts off with a picture of him as a child. And he said, look, this is me at so-and-so. And little did I know in that picture, at that time I was alcohol-free, but little did I know that I would become an alcoholic. There was dead silence in the room because what he was saying was true. He wasn't hiding it. It was terrible feeling. He eventually, I think he rolled the dice way too many times, smart individual. He said, I can go. You know, he'd been, he'd been ducking the bullet for 25 plus years. I'm ready to go. And he left. He retired. I see him every once in a while on Facebook. And I know he has a difficult time. He has good days. He has bad days. He's had a lot of personal issues with family members. But I always have to say a silent little prayer for him. You know, he's a very good guy, and I'd hate to lose him. So my point that I'm getting at is how many times do we know these, but nobody wanted to put a hard pen to a strong piece of paper because they did not want to affect his livelihood. And I can appreciate that. We did not know what to do anymore, to be honest with you. We had the group sessions and all that, and nothing was working. We were lucky. But you could be in the same situation. You might not be as lucky. It is a difficult situation. My recommendation First have that one-on-one with that individual when they're not three sheets to the wind and tell them, listen, this is bad and give them the pros and cons, pros and how you're interacting with them to help them and cons about their behavior can cause a catastrophe. And that's going to go a long way. And then slowly start upgrading it from there with maybe one or two more squad members to kind of intervene and have that meeting with him and try to bring him in or her, bring him in to fold of what's going on. 
There is no easy answer to that, so I'm not even going to try to say that there is. But what I can tell you is not doing anything can ruin not only their career, but yours as well. All right, other article that we're going to look at, uh, and I'm posting all these on lpoliceradio.com. Don't forget that after September 12th, lpolice.com will turn into radiocopnation.com. And this article is, Warning Label Alcohol Can Be Dangerous to Law Enforcement Officers. It's basic, uh, an article that talks about an FBI agent that uh, was three sheets to the wind and got arrested. And another one is a 26-year veteran of an agency that uh, got arrested as well. And they kind of compare the storylines here. Very difficult decisions to arrest these two. But in not arresting them, can you imagine the liability that those agencies had? Alcohol is the root of all evil. And it's important for you, the listener, to know that if you come in contact with it, not in consumption, but in incident, you have to take some action. Uh, Lending a blind eye and a deaf ear to this situation is never a good thing. Now it's time for, yep, you know what it is, that 09 training tip. Personal preference with weapons is very personal to a lot of people, and that is a good thing. A lot of people take pride in the weapon that they're carrying or the shotgun they might have at home that they use for personal defense. But are they that much spirit that they have on that weapon, do they have that same spirit when it comes to the ammunition that they should be using? It's so important to test different type of ammunition. Of course, if it's a professional firearm belonging to the agency, they'll also supply you with that ammunition. But if it's a personal carry and you have the ability to opt out of whatever departmental type of ammunition, you're going to want to examine different type of grain levels of that ammunition and see how they post on a target, especially when it comes to shotguns and what groupings can you get out of it. See, it's all well and good to have ammunition in your weapon, but not knowing what the ammunition is capable of doing is a critical aspect of training. Now it's time for the conversation. So many places in scripture, it talks about not being drunken, not being under the influence. And the reason for it is when you're drunk and you're under the influence, you're not of right mind. That gives the ability to the enemy, and we all know who that is, to step into that world that you've created now. You've created a world of confusion, a world that you can't really think straight, see straight, talk straight, walk straight. But guess who's going to take advantage of that? The enemy. He's going to come right in and pile right next to you. You and him are buddies now as he leads you down the road of destruction. It's so important not only physically to get away from alcoholism and reach out for help, professional help at that, to quit the substance and the ability to continue that bad habit. But it's also equally important to hook into a spiritual realm because, you see, the enemy never, ever rests. He's always got a a good ear and a designed eye to watch you and move in for the kill shot whenever he wants because he sees that you've fallen into sin. So important. Reach out to that Bible-based church. That The Bible is the center of that church. Not the pastor, 
not the, the money basket, not anything else, the Word of God. Make sure you're in the right place. Make sure that they're talking about the rapture, the coming of this, the second coming of Christ. You're probably in the great location. Stay there and fill you up with, fill yourself up with some of that energy as well. I can say from the story that I told earlier about my friend when I worked, he always had jokes about when it came to God and came to various aspects of literature of the Bible. But recently I've seen his post on Facebook making reference to God. You see, God will allow you to mock him. He doesn't mind that. In fact, those difficult cases are the ones that he really wants to get, and he will succeed. So if you hear somebody mocking Jesus, or you hear that person mocking Scripture, because I love the world that I'm in, that drunken world I'm in, see them with faithful eyes that they'll come around, because I've seen it over and over again. What's up next? Well, of course, episode 48. And what are we going to talk about? Jake. My buddy, Jake. You know, he died earlier this year. I believe the first show following his uh, death, and if I remember correctly, he was being transported to Cincinnati, Ohio, where he was going to be buried. And I think the day of the burial is when I was um, doing the podcast. And I'll post that on the show notes. It was very difficult for me, a very emotional time. And I wanted to dedicate that show to him, but I couldn't put myself together. So 48 is on him his wacky behavior, his sense of humor, and how important it is to have a Jake in your career. And we will talk about that on August 15th. We're winding down uh, the month of August. There's going to be the transition, folks, and I am looking forward to this change. Feel a lot of good vibes on this Raider Cop Nation. Love the aspect of the panel. The panel's fired up. They're looking forward to it. All of them have one, one same theme, and that is we're going to have some fun, and we will have fun. It's not going to be all serious and stuff. And I'm really, really looking forward to it because it's always good when you have the ability to be with people that you know and listen to the wisdoms that they have and they bring to the table. It's, it lifts you up, it energizes you, and it makes you continue to go forward. Looking so much forward to that. And that's going to be Raider Cop Nation. Looking forward to it. 09 Training Group, it's coming out of the month of August. We have our first sit-down as we start to put the pieces of the puzzle together. You ever gone to the toy store, got a puzzle it's got like, you know, 270 pieces in it, and you slap it all on the table, and now you start, you basically start with one piece, and then, oh, look, 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 that one goes here, piece number two. And you've only got like 268 to go. Well, the month of April, second week of August, second week of August, we open up the box of puzzles, and we throw the little pieces on the table. Looking forward to that too. It is amazing. So let's go through what we've discussed in detail. And we know that our LP radio countdown, that's gone. We've told the bugler, stand by. You, you can go on leave until we need you. The count lady and the count guy, they will be used periodically with the panel. So they are not unemployed, nobody here, no animals were hurt during this session, and nobody has been unemployed. 
So we are doing good. So now we're looking at what we discussed. I gave you my personal story as far as when I was in that role and how difficult it was. And I felt as many people in the agency frustrated because you didn't want to put a heavy pen to a strong piece of paper and ruin a guy's career. But you knew that the individual needed that help so badly. As a result, the person themselves left. The leaving was a retirement. The person still may be afflicted from the same thing. We Did we succeed? I don't know. I don't know if what you call succession or succeeding if the person is still in the same condition. But I know it didn't cause us any embarrassment. So if you want to categorize that as being successful, then we were in that respect. A lot of people are dealing with this. A lot of people are seeing this. A lot of people know that the behavior is different. It's time. It's time to reach out. It's time to take that leap of faith and try to tell that person, hey, 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 you got to pull back in the reins. Sure, I would not doubt when that person filled out the application to that agency, they probably did not have the affliction, and they were 100% gung-ho looking at their new career in law enforcement. But somewhere along the journey, there was a wrong turn, and they became afflicted by this. They can't get out by themselves, folks. And if you're partnered and you're in the squad and you see it, you have a duty. And I'm not talking about an agency duty. And I'm not talking about a legal duty. I'm not trying to bond you down to that. You have a duty to your partner. Mentoring 101 in law enforcement. As the junior comes in, you tell the junior you are responsible for the person that you partner with that they go home. That's what law enforcement's all about. When I was training the academy classes, I would tell them, who's the oldest, who's the youngest? I would show who they were to the class. Sure, I, I know they knew, but I wanted to give them a visual. I would say, you're responsible for junior and you're responsible for senior. Senior needs help running, and junior needs help with wisdom. And that's the responsibility of that class. The responsibility doesn't end at the end of the class. The responsibility continues during their journey. You will always have somebody that you have to watch out for. It's not only, I got to watch out for me, man, and nobody else. No. Got to watch out for each other. That's called teamwork. So, Let's recap on what we have discussed as far as alcoholism. Where can I go? I can seek professional help through my own insurance. I don't specifically need to reach out through the agency, which will complicate matters and put that heavy pen to a strong piece of paper. I can try to do it through my own personal insurance and let that person deal with it before this gets out of control. And when I mean person, I'm talking about that insurance person. Get your physician involved. It is all confidential and you can use it. If that fails, you're looking at two possibilities. Getting into some serious trouble that you're going to end up being terminated or basically telling your agency, I have a problem and letting them deal with it. Now on the first try, almost every agency will work with you and put you in a program. But I've seen so many that have failed and came right back to what they were. And they've already admitted to the agency on the first one, guess what? There's no mercy on the second one. You're gone. So look at your options. They are there. Reach out to that friend. Reach out to that person that you know. And they're there to help you. Folks, I'm fired up about Raider Cop Nation, and I'm fired about, 
fired up about my nation and I'm fired up about what we're doing here. So, it has been my pleasure to be your host on El Police Radio. I bless, through Jesus Christ, you, the listener. May the Lord bless your agency that serves you. May the Lord bless our beloved and beautiful country. Long live the Republic. <laughs>